Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. On CLNS Media Post Game Edition, this is Jimmy Murphy alongside my co-host Joe Gill. Hello. And uh, Joe's being a bit of a pansy tonight, but it's okay. Uh, Joe, you feel sick? No big deal. Let's talk some hockey. <laughs> this is a hockey show, not a tennis show. Okay. Yes, pocket pinball show. Okay, no, <laughs> this, this is a hockey show. So let's get her going. Let's get this going here. The Bruins uh, squeeze out a 5-3 victory over the Minnesota Wild, Joe. Uh, following a game on Saturday in which we can both agree a, a real crummy start. And that's obviously been something that's plagued them throughout the season. But uh, they are battling injury issues. And they are you know, dealing with a lot of lineup changes and, and in-game changes. And it's, it's understandable um, I thought tonight they won this on pure grit, passion, and determination. And, you know, I'm not trying to sound like a, uh, a blowhard here, but, I mean, the Bruins, they played old-time Bruins hockey tonight, Joe. And uh, if they're going to get through this stretch of games that they have coming up, which is, a, is just a gruesome stretch of divisional and conference games uh, after this game tonight against a Western Conference team, Joe... That's the type of hockey they're going to play because, by the way, they're on to like their, I think, 20th string center right now besides Patrice <laughs> Bergeron. Uh, your thoughts on tonight and what they got to do going forward? Well, I mean, it was a good it was a good effort. You know, they sh- shook off that first goal and then they put a 4-1, to you know, built a 4-1 to lead. But then yet again, got a little too hairy at the end there. Tuka made some big saves, which he'll get no credit for. Uh, but, you know, a win's a win's a win anyway you cut in this league, so... I I mean I don't even look at it that way, Joe. I look I love this win. I love this win because look I I think that the Bruins can be the team they want to be and, and really be up tempo and attack when they're fully healthy. But finally, it seemed that this team accepted what they are at this current moment, and that's basically a bunch of ragtag makeshift lineup, you know. And they need to just go out there and try their hardest and buy into the same system. And I tweeted it a couple minutes ago before we got on here, Joe. It's kind of ironic, but they're playing the type of hockey 
that so many people bitched about when Claude Julian was here before he got fired in favor of Bruce Cassidy. That type of hockey that they bitched about is what won this game tonight. You agree? True. I agree. Yeah. So, you know, where are those people now? And it's just like you said about Tuka Rask. I got a vent right now. I'm so tired of the the Pink Cat Bruins fans that have kind of come to the surface here and taken over social media uh, and are led by the most ignorant hockey or people that comment on hockey, and that is Felger and Maz on 98.5, the sports hub. They need to be shut up. They need to they need to do some research, earn their money, and do some work because they've got people now on social media that should be praising Tukaras, should be praising the Bruins, but they're still bitching and moaning. Well, that's what this city is. We already, we already kind of talked about this before. The people are just spoiled rotten. They have to find something to complain about. Uh, you know, we should be just be thankful that we live in this golden era of uh, championship palooza, if you will. Um, but I think I told you I had a poll that, uh, you know, asked Bruins fans what the struggles were, you know, youth, injuries, rask, all the above. And it turns out that the majority of the people out there are not completely jaded, loser, pink hat uh, fans, um, that they actually know what the hell's going on. You know, uh, 49% said injuries, 10% said youth, 6% said rask, and 35% said all the above. So, I mean, I could even consider the 35% all the above being somewhat educated fans. And, uh, you know, I, I think th- I think these haters are in the minorities as much as they are the majority of uh, social media honks, if you will. Well, that's a good thing to know. And, and let's get down to sort of the details right now, Joe. What I look at this this Bruins team and what they're doing. First of all, uh, before I get into that and, and and sort of the X's and O's, I, I want to just point out uh, two players right now who have received a lot of flack, and, and I'm in that crew I, I gave both of them some some criticism but Tory Krug and Matt Bolesky in the last few games I mean Matt Bolesky obviously only has played in the last two but both of them overall right now have really stepped up their game I know they're in completely different situations I mean Krug's spot wasn't really going to be challenged at all he, he's got a permanent spot in his lineup unless he's traded um, but I think Matt Bolesky Right now, he looks like the Bolesky that helped the Ducks in conference finals in 2015. And, you know, he's playing with a lot of balls, and he's he's earning his money right now. And I've always said this, Joe, that signing, the way it's gone down, reminds me a lot of what happened with Martin LaPointe. I'm never going to put him on the value of what Martin LaPointe meant to the Boston Bruins uh, in 2003-04 when he basically you know, raised Patrice Bergeron and took him under his right. wing. I, right. I obviously never going to put him on that pedestal, but it's similar situations where I think that the contract, unfortunately, as it always does, dictated the expectations and, and people didn't really, really understand what Matt Bolesky is. What he is, is what you've seen in the last two games. Do you agree? Well, the last two games, you brought some grip, but it, you know, I, I still don't think that that contract, you know, he definitely hasn't still lived up to expectations. He's far from it. A couple nice well, games. No, no, see, but you're not getting me. He is living up. If you have realistic expectations of what the player is, he is living up to them, and he has 75% of the time. The problem is his contract doesn't match the player he is, and that's not the player's fault. That's true. That's the same thing we say about Rask. I guess you're right. 
Mm, yeah, I think Rask is a lot closer to his contract than Gillespie, though. Well, I mean, no, it's... Gillespie harnessed we, a good year and, and, and hit Pater. That's it. Well, we can't, blame, we can't blame the player for what the market was, so... Right, and so take that contract aside right now. I think Matt Bolesky is being the player that Matt Bolesky can be. And if that continues at this time that the Bruins are in, with all these injuries, that's huge. I mean, that's exactly what they need right now. A veteran guy coming in and just playing balls to the wall and the young kids seeing that. I mean, look at look at Charlie McAvoy right now. That guy's playing like Scott Stevens. And Stud. And, and by the way, he's going to pay for it real soon. And it's got him, but Ennis is a lot smaller than him. But sooner or later, Charlie McAvoy is going to get knocked into like three worlds away here from now. And he's going to get hurt. That's... That's my two cents. Oh, he's playing with fire right now. Yeah, no yeah, doubt. I mean, I mean I if, like you're, if you're a veteran, you're going to be like, hey, Rook, settle the hell down here. Settle down. Well, you, you saw uh, you saw Bjork get blown up today. So, I mean, yeah. the kids, you know. Uh, one guy that kind of stepped today up today, a guy I called out, is Frank Petrano because he's pretty much been MIA, MIA for about a year and a half. So, uh, it's nice for him to get on the board finally. Yeah. No, you know, I, I, I tweeted uh, yesterday, I think it was, and – I've had, I've been hearing a lot on Frank Petrano right now, both internally around the Bruins and league-wide. Uh, his name's out there, and he's definitely available if a team gives the Bruins the right offer. Uh, so what he did tonight only uh, may increase that chance that he's not in a Bruins uniform much longer. But, but that being said, that might get put on hold because of the lack of bodies up front that the Bruins have right now. And uh, speaking of... Joe, we get news today. David Krejci, Ugh. injured reserve now. And, oh, and good no Lord. time table on when, uh, you know, the Bruins, I guess you could call them their 1B center, uh, is going to come back. And you look at the big picture, too, with Krejci. I mean, I know he played, a, I, was it a whole season or just short of last year, but I mean, overall, the last few years, uh, this guy's this guy's had some issues injury wise, and well, he was beat up last year too. I think he I was mean, beat up. Yeah, he just toughed it out, and I think he's paying for it now. And you know, it makes you think, well, what's ahead? And uh, how old is he? Thirty two, thirty three? No, he's thirty. He's thirty. Okay, even worse. Okay, so his body's definitely he's definitely breaking down. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, he's uh. If the funny thing is he's not a physical player, so that's kind of – he just seems he's in the wrong place at the wrong time. It seemed like all he just has these – ever since he got hurt in the 2010 playoffs, he got the wrist broken. Ever since then, it's been you know, 11 and 13, he stayed healthy, and where they go, they go to the cup. So all the other years, he really couldn't, you know, so. Yeah, but it, it makes you wonder. I mean, all of a sudden, if that's the case, and they can't necessarily depend on him this season or going forward – that's going to be something interesting to watch because I'll tell you now, Joe, Thursday I was at the Bruins-Vegas uh, Golden Knights game and up in a press box. First off, before the game, I'm down in the media uh, cafeteria room and you've got Cam Neely and George McPhee at one table alone talking. And then you got Don Sweeney, some of his assistants, and Kelly McCrimmon of the Vegas Golden Knights um, sitting at another table, Neely and McPhee get up and kind of walk outside and talk alone. Um, and then I saw him talking again in the press box. I then get to my seat, and Shea Theodore, 
uh, the highly touted young prospect defenseman uh, that the Anaheim Ducks did not want to lose in the expansion draft and were hoping would eventually be a one or two defenseman on their blue line. Uh, he He's sitting there as a healthy scratch for the Vegas Knights. Uh, he spent the majority of this season so far in the minors for cap issues, but still, why couldn't you figure out another way to solve those issues when you have such a talented guy like him? He's on the block. I'm telling you right now, and I talked to scouts that night, and I've talked to him since. He's out there, and the, and the Vegas Golden Knights will listen, and I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if Don Sweeney, who was cited uh, at the Providence Bruins game on Sunday along with 14 other NHL scouts, uh, is in talks for defensemen, but now with the news of Krejci, does that switch gears? And, and so I'm going to ask you in a long-winded way there, I apologize, do they need a defenseman more, or the, do, do they need a center right now? I don't got I don't know. I mean, maybe both. I mean, I think they need to center right now. Crutchy gone for most of the, for probably, I don't know, maybe the year. I think they really, and Bacchus is out for eight weeks. I mean, Spooner's injured. I mean, I, I would say I would have to go with, uh, I think, center, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they decimated. I've never, I mean, I've heard Bruce Cassie talking about, you know, injuries come and go, but they're never in big chunks, like big lumped up together like this. This is just insane. It's interesting. I mean, I, I agree with you. It depends on where you, where you think you really are. I mean, are you what we all thought, and it seemed that the Bruins finally admitted at the beginning of the season, are you a borderline playoff team, or are you going for it more? And if you're going for it more, then, then I'd say, yeah, if I'm making a deal or if I am looking around right now to kind of help this depleted roster, I go for a Senate. But at the same time, if I'm thinking now and the future – I go with the blue line. I really do, Joe, because as the year goes on, they're going to have to rest Char more. As the year goes on, McAvoy's bound to hit a rookie wall. And Carlo's kind of been eh, borderline sophomore slump. Um, McQuaid's out. Miller looks like shit. Oh, recently, yes, he does and, not look good. And, and the game, Osma's not the good. game today, really comes from the back end out, right? And if you can get a, if you can get a guy like Shea Theodore, I mean, if for our listeners that aren't li- that are listening right now, and for our listeners don't know who they are, who he is, you you go you go get him. If he's there, forget about it. Do what you got to do right now to get him, and then deal with the center thing later. Maybe you get a third-line center or, uh, you know, a serviceable center in the deal from Vegas. You make it a bigger deal. Maybe you include Bolesky. Who knows? Um, or, or Frank Vetrano. You know, I mean, Frank Vetrano, if he can find his game, is, is, is very desirable if I'm another GM, Joe. I mean, he's, he's, he's got, what, 725 as a cap hit? He might, he might have a case of the Jimmy Hayes's where he just will not perform well in his own backyard. Because you exactly. see what Jimmy Hayes is doing with the with the Devils right now, so yeah, yeah it's been a case all along. I mean, I, I look all the way back to like Kevin Stevens when he came home, or, or any other. You know, Bobby Carpenter played okay, but he wasn't that great when he played for the Bruins. So, I mean, that's always the case. I agree with you there. I I, I say the Bruins right now they they got to go hard after Theodore. Think about that top four right now. Car- Carlo, Scary. Chara, McAvoy, and Theodore. If you could do that. I mean, I mean that's good. I mean, because because the Posma kid is not good. 
Uh, I mean, he's, got, a, he, he's what? He's a seventh guy. I mean, what do we expect? From oh, him? yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, it depends. They need to tread water for a while because they're going to be they're under. They're going to be undermanned. These kids, we're going to live and die by the kids. I think so. Yeah, I hear you on that. I, I, I got to ask you, Joe. Uh, the game tonight, though, back to what you know we were saying about them winning through grit and and kind of a makeshift lineup and that. Tip Schaller gets the empty net. Nice, Yep. I mean, it's an empty netter. It's not the, you know, it's not the biggest accomplishment so, well, in the world. How many times, Jimmy, in the past have they not able to get that empty net to ice right. things away? So, And I got to say, man, I got to give Don Sweeney credit for uh, for for Schaller. I mean, they, they scouted him well at Providence and, you know, and then, and then saw that Buffalo really wasn't going to use him. He was kind of a castaway there. And the Bruins said, yeah, we'll take him. And, you know, I mean, I... They deserve credit for that. Obviously, the guy was in their backyard playing at Providence University, wins a national championship in TD Garden. They obviously had guys watching him all along when he was with Buffalo, you know, or when he was their property. I don't know. I mean, I give Don Sweeney a lot of credit now, right now, but at the same time, I think the next month or two, or pretty much up until New Year's, it, it, it's really going to dictate the job he's doing because... This was great and all. I love the grit they showed tonight. I think it can win some games, but at the same time, it, it can't hold up. And when when it comes down to it, you need skill, right? And, you know, is he going to go out and replace the skill he's missing? Oh, no. I mean, I agree. I agree. I, I just, like I said, they, they, got, they, got a whole, they got a lot of holes. So, I, you know, I guess you kind of one of those things you're looking towards next year or this year. I mean, it's only, what, how many games in the season? But like I said, they're already kind of behind the eight ball a lot. But they got a lot of games in hand, too, so I'll waffle a little bit here. So, I don't know. They, they need, they need, you're going to you know, be Uncle Waffle today? I'll be Uncle. Yeah, I just like I feel like Uncle uh, Pepto-Bismol right now. But, um, uh, yeah, I, they just got to tread water right now. They, you know, these gonna, they're going to have these games. I mean, like you said, this is a big character win because it was getting a little hairy there, four to three. Uh, and I think everybody was looking at remembering the Buffalo game when the roof fell in. So it was good that they pulled this out. And like I said, empty net or not, I think empty net goals are something the Bruins always had a hard time since Milan Lucic, the king of the empty net, uh, left the, left the team uh, to you know ice games away. It, it hasn't. This whole season has not been easy. And I don't think they've won two games in a row. I could be wrong, but I don't think they've won two games in a row yet this year. So right now they're on pace to lose the next game. So let's see if they can turn this around, like put a streak together. Hey Joe, you were getting a lot of uh, a lot of crap on uh, social media, I guess, for not knowing like Bruins prospects and stuff. What happened? Oh, I'm not a fan. Yes, I'm not a fan. You know because uh, I don't, you know, have my 14 monitors open. I have the ECHL and the AHL up, and some people have time and can do that, and that's fine. That's their thing. I don't. I follow the parent club, and who comes with the parent club? Uh, the center who came up here, uh, whatever his name is, start with an S, and I put it out Sports. there. I give you- yeah, that guy. I put up five, you know, five dollars, whoever can name him. And a couple of people came up with it and named him and so forth and so on. And one guy actually, you know, called me out. So I wasn't a fan. And he's like, I go, so why do you follow me? He goes, well, because you blocked me on Facebook. And, uh, you know, because <laughs> we make fun of you and all that. And I guess he forgot there's a block feature on Twitter, too. So yet again, the hammer has been the, the guillotine. The guillotine comes down just seven heads. So that's how we do. Ah, uh, Joe, Joe, Joe. Don't you, know, uh, you know, Jimmy Murphy. Come on. Hater, I know you rattle my cage. You rattle, you rattle the cage. People rattle the cage. And you know what? They're going to just get bit by the lion. That's just how it goes. Yeah, but bite them back. Don't block them. Bite them back. 
dude, I, you know what? 44, I'm two years older than you, even though you're probably probably close to 60, you know, uh, body-wise. Um, but I, I just don't have time for this shit, man. Come on. I've been doing I've been doing the social game for 10 years. You know, if you don't have, a, you know, I, I'll go back and forth with you, but if you, like, swearing and name-calling and being and oh, being a, cool. and being cool. a, as uh, they said on Santa Live, being retarded, then I don't have time. I know, you know, but I mean, I got no time. Listen, I mean, he, he does have a point. We, we got to, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I don't have a lot of time either, but the way this Bruins season is going, uh, the, I know you got to have the, your, yeah, card. I mean, the Providence Bruins have basically become the Boston Bruins. So we got, we got, I know, know I, I got you know, like we got to know these guys coming up and I'll, I'll ask you, what have you thought of that Schwartz kid so far? Well, I mean, I heard I heard his name mentioned a couple of times. I I didn't. I mean, you probably closer uh, eye to it than me. I mean, I, I no, thought I'm the just guys saying. What have you thought of the last couple of games when he's played? What have you thought of him? I haven't really noticed him. To be honest with you, that's, <laughs> I, I yeah, that's really not noticed. a bad thing, I guess. When when you're a call up, right, and you're a rookie, I mean, I, you're not making mistakes, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's my, not a bad. My, thing. my whole pro- my whole problem with them is, you know, yet again with the the Tuca stuff. You, you, if you anytime they're letting guys behind the defense which they do a lot of it, and mm-hmm. this is the whole thing. I know we're going back to the Tuca train too, but when you got young kids, they're going to make more mistakes. It's just going to – just, it's just what's going to happen. Um, and he can't – like that two-on-one today in the, in the cough up there, he made a huge stop on the penalty shot, which not many people give him credit for, of course. Um, but this, the defensive breakdowns and the turnovers are just – those are driving me bananas because they're like every game. It's like three or four of them, so at least, that uh, get a little hairy. But – uh, if these kids can step up and gel, like I said, you know, the, the DeBrusque has been phenomenal since he's been up here, um, you know, for the beginning of the season. He's played very well, very consistent. Um, I was kind of looking at him today. I'm like, he, if, if Sergei Samsonov and Tyler Sagan had a kid, I think it'd be him. It's kind of weird. I'm like, wow, that looks like Samsonov and it looks like Sagan. Yeah, but, guys, but I, the difference between DeBrusque and uh, Sergei Samsonov and Tyler Sagan is DeBrusque has balls. Uh, yeah, well, he, you know, come on. He, go, right. he goes yeah. to the net. Sammy was a little, nice little player, dude. When he, he was a was great here. little player, but he didn't go to the net. And neither, nah, he's a little Russian. And, and neither, neither did, and neither does he still not go to the net. No, d- no DeBrusque is like, I think DeBrusque he's close, is a, a freaking cannonball. I love him. Do you no. think he's like Brad a little bit? I, 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 I've been trying to think of the comparison to him. I, I wouldn't say he's he's Brad Marchand, but he's got that little tenacity to him, and he got, he's, he's got, got tenacity. Some I'm, I'm I'm trying, you know, I'm going to show my age here. Are you going to say he has a hot uh, sister and mother and boyfriend, uh, no, girlfriend? I, I, I'm not. I'm not like you, Joe. I, I I'm backing away from that. I didn't mean boyfriend. I meant girlfriend. <laughs> well, we don't. Know. That's totally okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah. He, well, there there is usually a rather good-looking contingent around him uh, when he yes, walks out of the games downstairs. I'll tell you that. Um, but, but back to who he reminds me of. I'll get back to you on that. But all I have to say is what I like most about him, and I'm going to – this this is going to be a stretch a bit, but he's he reminds me, and I referenced this year earlier – he reminds me a bit of Patrice Bergeron when he was a rookie and just sort of, and obviously we've seen it as, as Bergeron has become one of the best players in the NHL, but, you know, just this sort of like, A, the instinct he has 
the hockey instinct he has, the way he sees things develop, the way he makes things develop, and, and the way he's got the the balls to follow that instinct at such a young age. I respect oh, yeah. that. And, and it's gonna it has, and it's gonna again burn burn him. Of course, and, and that's fine. But I I like it right now. Like for for a guy his size, he's got a lot of guts, and he's got. I mean, no matter what size it is, he's got a ton of instinct, and I think that's going to pay off huge. Oh, how about how about how about Kenny Linsman? Well, this is the thing, though. You're saying Kenny Linsman, Brad Marchand. What do Kenny Linsman and Brad Marchand have in common? They're both scrap. Well, they're scrap. No, what do they scrap. have in common that Jake DeBrusque hasn't thus far shown? Oh wow, you're getting. Uh, you're they're getting, dirty yeah. as hell. What's that? <laughs> they're dirty as hell. I mean, I love Kenny Linsman. I love Brad Marchand, but let's call a spade a spade. They're dirty players. Oh, they're rats. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, no, I'm just okay. saying. Well, I don't I, see yeah. that in DeBrusque. I, I don't see that sort of. I think it's sort of a different type of edge he has. That's all. Yeah, I'm under the influence of a bad headache right now, so I'm trying here, man. Uh, you know, I'm trying. <laughs> you know, uh, you, you know, you, 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 you say bad things to me. You say jealous. How about Pulp Randy Barge? Stop being a pansy, you said to me, opening line. Don't I be did, a pansy. You know what? I'm, I'm here. I'm giving it to you, Jobo. Uh, I'm here. here. Don't worry. Don't worry, because the hurricane will blow in your direction, my friend, one day. <laughs> and I'll be behind There you. it is. There's that feistiness I want. You know what? As the great G-Generation X once said, suck it. Okay, so <laughs> here we go. Um, but anyway, I mean, I, like I said, this is a good win. We need to put a couple, you know, together. They get the Rangers back-to-back. Uh, and then they get back-to-back against the uh, Leafs. Which I'll be there on Saturday night, which I'm looking forward to. Um, yeah, I'm a little bummed out that it's head to head with Notre Dame, Miami, which I really uh, you know what? Enjoy. Well, hopefully, uh, no no one that will get punched out like that poor girl who did, uh, you know, at the U- University of Miami game. Granted, I don't know if you saw the footage of that. She did slap the cop. You can't slap a cop, but cop, Criminal, but you can't criminals, knock out a girl. Cr- criminals versus convicts. Yeah, but you can't knock out a girl. <laughs> I'm sorry, he knocked her out. That's not. Cool. I, heard, I, I didn't I, see this. But, Did uh, you see it? Did no, you see I it? didn't. You'll have to send me the link. LL Cool J. Mama said knock you out. He knocked her okay, out. Okay, Joe, you, you, anyway, so we I, are I, on I, Facebook Live right now, correct? Yes, we are. My pants are, are on. Do we have any um, you know, questions or comments? Oh, uh, sure. You want to mm. give some reference to our listeners here? Pay him some uh, homage? Yeah, we got Michelle Passamino, which I think is the best name ever. Uh, Carol, what else we got? Uh, James Arnold just said, uh, Jimmy Murphy, you're full of shit. We need a center, not defense. I I added the, the full of shit thing. Um, just for like poetic uh, justice there, because uh, you need a little Captain Waffle. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think everybody's kind of very happy with the win. I mean, I think watching Twitter, I think everybody's sphincter puckered up a little bit when it became 4 3. I mean, how can you not? But are there, are there but, any questions there we can answer? Joe. No, I looked through it. Now, everybody's just commenting on your brilliance and how great you are, Jimmy, uh, which is usually all the time, which I usually get sick of and delete. Apparently, they so. have the same weed dealer as me. But, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, Chronic. Chronic. <laughs> Dr. Chronic. I, uh, hey, by the way, speaking of doctors, has anyone ever checked out uh, Tim Shallow's Twitter? No. Go check it out. What Come, is, why? Well, just do it. Come back to me. Does he have, Is it a hot girl? No, that's all, it's, that's all it's, it's pretty about. funny. All right, I'll check that out because I'm actually broadcasting from my phone. So that's oh, okay. Well, he refers to himself as doctor. Oh, I think I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. 
And I, yeah, I how about Doctor Scoremore goals? I, I don't know the I don't know the um, the meaning behind that, where it comes from. Well, Maybe I should ask him. Yeah, well, because you have the press pass, why don't you ask him? I, I think that might be uh, might be a topic of conversation tomorrow. I mean, I can't really ask him for my man room surrounded by Star Wars toys. You're the one who has a press pass. No, why don't you use it, Captain Waffle? Jesus you're, Christ, you're, use your superpowers. Your man room is uh, surrounded by Star Wars toys. I, well, I have uh, Bruin stuff, of course. Okay. I, I'm a Star Wars nerd as well, and I got so I got it's between sports and Star Wars. I mean, do, does it get any better? I mean, I don't think so. Mine's better. Yours is surrounded by like uh, you know the banana splits and uh, probably trolls. Is that, <laughs> is that about right? No, bananas definitely. But uh, anyhow, buddy, listen. We got to get this going. I, I I think it was fun to do a uh, post game again. I, I'd love to do this again if we can. Again, uh, this is the first one we did. It's hardly uh, ever though, would... that we have a Monday night. I know this game. is tough. Monday uh, suck. This was interesting. Uh, oh, interesting. Yes, exactly. You know, we're going head to head with Monday Night Football. Uh, oh, who's watching Celtics that Celtics were Nobody. also on. So for they all those, again. I can't see you right now, but for all of you on Joe's uh, Facebook Live, uh, God oh, bless. Want to. We appreciate you joining. Uh, Joe, what's your take coming up? Got the Rangers tomorrow, and then a home and home with the Rangers. I mean, with the uh, Maple Leafs. Leafs. What's your prediction? Well, the Rangers the Rangers are, uh, did they pull out the win tonight? I think they might have. But um, they, uh, I, they, they're not doing well, so they're kind of right for the picking. I mean, I, I keep forgetting that the Bruins have like two to three games in hand on all these teams, so you got to take care of business. And then the Leafs. You know, I know they got the uh, young kids and, the, you know, uh, the upcoming stars and so forth, but I think there's still the Leafs. Sorry. I think the Bruins – I think the Bruins probably take two out of three, believe it or not. I can't believe I said that. I can't either because the Leafs are definitely not still the Leafs. Uh, yeah, they are. We'll, we'll see what they do. No, they're more, they're more like the Edmonton Oilers in the 1980s. That's what they're going to be like. That's what they're going to be. Yeah. And oh, that's God. what they're pretty we'll, we'll, close right. to being right now. All right, here we go. We're going to make a bet right now. We're going to bet to say – I will say that the Leafs probably, if they make the playoffs, they don't get out of the first round. I will say that the Leafs finish ahead of the Bruins. That, that probably will happen. And go further in the playoffs than the Bruins, given that the Bruins even make the playoffs. That's another question. So but the Bruins will go four games need, in the series. Need, Joe, Joe it, when, when you're sulking, you need to sit back and watch some hockey, and you need to really watch the Leafs. Because you don't know what you're in for. Fuck that team. <laughs> I agree with you on the Rangers. I think the Bruins beat the Rangers tomorrow, or Wednesday, rather, in New York at MSG. The Rangers, I didn't. I had them out of the playoffs in my preseason predictions. They're done. They've screwed up. They've tra- traded away any prospects they ever had. They are in that sort of... Oh, they're screwed. They're in hell. They're, they're going to be in that purgatory stage that we were really afraid the Bruins were about to go in but that the Bruins proved us wrong and aren't really in. The Rangers are in that, and I don't see a way out of it for them. And, and, and by the way, Hen- Henrik Lundqvist. All sucks, you said. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he he, he's basically, he's got his modeling career left, and that's it. But, I mean, other than that, you know, have fun with the hot chicks. Your hockey career is over. I mean, well, I mean, I, I also done. think. He's done. I mean, with the return of the X-Files, I think there's some, uh, you know, conspiracy theories going on with you. About you always having like chub, you have chubbies for these Canadian teams, the Canadians, the Leafs. I don't know what's going on, Jim. I think you might as well just go to Canada, switch out your citizenship, 
And let's call a spade a spade because I'm sure they need some. Or I just study the game, brother. I also have a chubby for Nashville right now who I think after the trade they made yesterday, which we didn't even get to discuss. That's, yeah, good trade. Of course, uh, not division After that two. trade, I, I think Nashville's going to win the cup. I, I'm going right now. Really? And I'm saying it. They're winning the cup. You, you give me a team. Okay, don't not top two. I'm saying you give me a team, one, two, three, down the middle, that's better than the Nashville Predators right now, that is better than Ryan Johansson, Kyle Torres, and Nick Benito. One, two, three, down the middle. Do you think... Do you think one, uh, two, three. Torres not not Malcolm Duchenne? Crosby. Don't give me all those one-twos, as Joe okay. Bracken, who's the biggest contrarian I know that follows me on Twitter. Don't give me the one-twos. That's the challenge to your, your listeners right now on Facebook Live, our next Bruins Beat podcast. Get to us before then and prove me wrong that there we'll is a better one-two-three. Make sure you include the three center punch in the okay. NHL. All right, my 46,000 fans on Facebook, we will prove the leprechaun lo- wrong. I want to see it. Bring it. And by Bring the way, the what would you think of that trade, by the way? So, I, I, think, think, I think that think, Ottawa, I think Ottawa got screwed. I think Ottawa got the worst part of that deal. I think Colorado got a huge haul. Oh, they got a huge haul. Okay. I think Nashville just cemented themselves as a top cup contender. And I think Ottawa basically got a guy that has the same contract that they would have had to pay Taurus. And now they're stuck with that contract for another year. And he's likely never going to resign in Ottawa. I mean, I don't know that for a fact, but that's just my opinion. And what do they have two years from now? Nothing. Who's your better? Who's the better player between the two of them, in your opinion? Between Matt Duchesne and Kyle Torres? Yes. At this moment, right now? Uh, uh, I would say whole body work. I think they're even. Okay, so... But right now, I think Kyle Torres is better. I think I mean, I, granted, I'd rather not have Duchesne in the, uh, in the division... Of course, he has to be. Too is, there's always something skeptical, skeptical about a guy to me that wants out that bad. Well, Colorado. Well, actually, Colorado's kind of playing better than he did last year. Yeah. So I don't mean. <laughs> They're pretty good, eh? Oh, I saw that thing that one of the guys in Colorado got hurt and they were carrying, they were carrying him <laughs> off. I mean, like helping <laughs> him off and Duchesne slept in right behind him. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, uh, see, I got traded. Bye, guys. During the game, yes. <laughs> That happened so, some kind sorry, of sorry you hurt, bro. But uh, peace. It's been it's been great. Love oh, he's, to you. he's so happy to be out of there. But like I said, I, you know, if he wants out, he wants out. A lot of these players like to shoot them the way out of town. So you know. And here's another thing that will make Bruins fans uh, smile. Uh, I want you to check out my latest Murphy's Hockey Law podcast. It's up there at Murph at Murph's Hockey Law on Twitter. Um, Terry Ryan says, you know, there was some talk on Hockey Night Canada from Nick Kiprios. The carry, oh, Nick Kiprios. The carry price could be available if the if the Canadians slump. Oh, again. stop. Okay. Oh, come so on. So Terry Ryan says, and, and it kind of makes sense. Imagine if he ends up in Colorado. Oh, like Patrick Roy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, dude, his numbers, he's, he's, he goes against his over three and his save percentage is 87, around 87%. That is just... Horrible, Some, beyond um, horrible. And I wonder if they have treated him like they treat Tuukka Rask. I don't think so. And, and do you think he's got an injury for real right now? I don't. Maybe he's just having a bad effing yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he basically, you know, they came to him and they said, look, how about we tell them you, uh, you're day-to-day and you take a breather and you kind of regroup and watch from above and study some film. And, you know, 
That that's what that injury smells like to me. And and, and props to them. I think that's the right move. But I'm just so, saying, like, come on, really? Concern you have like dual citizenship in Quebec. What is the uh, Montreal radios saying about uh, Carey Price right now? Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, actually, they some of the people that I that I like on their station up there, TSN 690, agree with what I just said. But others are just such fanboys that they got caught up in their their back to back wins over the weekend, so they really didn't acknowledge. Oh my God! That. Break out but, the French I, dressing. I, I'm telling you right now, I'm with Kipios. I think that's a real possibility. That they trade Carey Price, I I just if, don't if, see that. Okay, so if they go into the tailspin, they went in two years ago, or or last year, right before they hired Julian. You don't you don't think that's a possibility. I mean, and then they're in full-blown rebuild. I mean, that's because... Exactly. I mean, and the only way you rebuild is if you free up $10 million a year. Oh, do you think the fans are going to stand up for that to have a rebuild in Montreal? Well, you know what? I give mad props to Mark Bergerman if he has the balls to do it because that's what you need to do. I mean, look what the, look what the Red Sox did when they looked like they were about to go in a tank and then they won it in 2013. I guess that's a little different. That was more cheap. Yeah, completely. But, but no, not really. You got to you got to learn how to change on the fly. You got to learn how to. Do, that's today's sports world, man. Especially in a cap world. It's a mad, mad world, my friend. I mean, that's what Edmonton should have done. They probably would have won the cup a lot sooner. Yeah, they're struggling too this year. They're a mess. Oh, that's good. Maybe uh, Shirelli, well, cue, Shirelli's cue demise. Shirelli is hate. Here it comes. Shirelli's demise has come early. You know what? I'll say it now, though, and I've defended him forever. He screwed well, up in Edmonton. Hmm, shocking. Do you see any? Uh, do you see any patterns of any kind? Any trends? No, I don't see the ring on his finger. I don't see another ring that he got here. I don't see that he trend. But he won't get a ring in Edmonton. Do you think he's going to get a ring in Edmonton? If he isn't fired this year, yeah, I think he does. You think he? You think he gets fired this year? I think he might get fired real soon. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yep. You- you, people, you made him be out like the GM uh, mad scientist, and now he's going to be fired. <laughs> Jesus, wow! But what have I always promised you, Joe? I'm going to tell like I see it. I'm not. Well, I'm not. You know, I'm not like. Kitty let him broken dreams. That's what I have promised. my allegiances. I, I, I think. I think he. I'm fine with the job he did in Boston. A lot of people aren't, but I'm fine with the job he did. And if it cost them, uh, you know, depleting the uh, the system and and screwing them up for a couple of years, I'll take it after one. You know, well, no uh, yes, I, I agree too. He's so I, I, I'm fine with the job he did in Boston. He did what he was hired to do in Boston. That's my point. Well, okay? somebody struck. Right somebody now, struck a chord. Right now in Edmonton, he's not doing his job. He's screwing up right now. I, all right, because right, when when a fanboy makes fun of the, his own guy that he's a fan of, I need to know what, in your opinion, is he doing wrong? Because this is interesting to me now that I'm in a, I'm in the lava. And I, I want to know. I think he's doing exactly what I. The only thing I think he did wrong in Boston is he's not changing with the times again. Oh, shocking! He let's he, just throw money at that that kid there. Uh, he's undervalued speed versus grit, and he hasn't learned how to combine the both. He he seems to always want to pick one or the other, and he doesn't learn how to combine both. He combined them both in 2011, and that's why they won a Stanley Cup. But other than that, he seems to have a problem, sort of deciding between the two and picks one or the other and usually well, he's, grit. He's got Lucic for another 44 years. So, yeah, I mean, whatever. There you go. <laughs>
you know, or Patrick Maroon, you know, I mean, Maroon, you're a Maroon. Yeah. He needs some, he needs some speed on the wing right now to help out McDavid and Drysdale for sure. So that's the only two guys that have speed are those two dudes. And they're in the middle. So, Oh, that's a problem. Let's give them a million dollars each. I mean, but right now, I think the Bruins would take those two up the middle. <laughs> I, mm, yeah, I wouldn't, yeah, right now, I think they take you and I up the middle. Oh, oh excuse me. Jeez. Well, listen, Joe, let's, uh, let's go. Yeah, I'm not even going to go there. Let's, uh, let's <laughs> let it go here. The Rangers are up next on Wednesday at MSG. Then it's Win. a home and home with the Leafs Friday, Saturday. And then, two and, one. and then the Ducks. Uh, this West Coast trip's going to be a bitch. Yeah. I, I, I have a feeling. That. Well, what do we call it? You know, they they always call Anaheim, San Jose, and L.A. Is that the West Coast trip they're on? I believe so. Yeah, that's going to be tough. That's basically called the Bermuda Triangle of the NHL. Yeah, they're going to get killed. I mean, you could you could be like 20-1 and one and go into those three games and easily come out 0-3. That's just the way it goes. So, they're screwed on that. Uh, I say they go 2-2 two and two over the next... Or, well, I'm not even going to count that. I say they go... One and two over the next three, and then... Well, we're going to probably talk before the Anaheim game, so I... Yeah, was just... so until we talk, I'm saying New York, they win, and I'm going to say they get swept the by Leafs. the Leafs. You know what? God, I got to uh, check that passport. I'm pretty sure there's a Canadian <laughs> maple leaf on it, because, you know, no. you got your, you got your tidy uh, blue and white uh, whiteys on. Undies right now with your, with your Maple Leafs logos. There's just a, there's just a, uh, a Brutopia, McLean's, and Hurley's Irish Pub logos on it. That's all. A question of the day is, are you going to be at the game Saturday night? I will be there, my friend. Hope to uh, see I will be there. All right. I'll well, be there and we will meet. Why don't we go watch the Irish finish off uh, the convicts uh, postgame? I'd rather run on Route 93 blindfolded with probably my underoos on than go watch the Fighting Irish. I hate them like hot fire. Well, you, you can turn the other way. I'll see you over at Portis, buddy. All right, brother. All right. Feel, feel better. Feel better, my friend. Peace. All right. Joe Gill, Jimmy Murphy here on the Bruins Beat on CLS. Go Bruce. We'll talk to you next week. Love and happiness. Love and happiness. Someone's on the phone, three o'clock in the morning, yeah, talking about how she can make it right, yeah, yeah, happiness is when you really feel good about somebody, there's nothing wrong being in love with someone. Yeah.